Hello. It seems like I start every podcast I do with a remember me. I know it's been a while. Um, per usual, per my MO, this is how I roll. Um, this is the pod where it happens, but lately I've been joking it's the pod where it doesn't happen because I haven't been doing it much. Um, but here we are again, deep within the bowels of Burlington High School, coming to you from the worldwide headquarters of Burlington Cable Access Television in their somewhat sparkling brand new podcast studio. My name is Mike Espejo. I'm your fearless host. Again, my apologies for um, the delay, and I'm going to get into that in a second. But per my usual MO, we use, always start um, our podcast with a quote. And today's podcast is going to be about movies. So this quote is actually fitting, and I love it. It's from a movie called um, The Greatest Showman, which I just recently saw for the first time, believe it or not. And it is by Charity Barnum. It's a great movie about P.T. Barnum and um, his rise to fame and stardom and notoriety and building the circus. But at one point in the movie, his wife Charity says, quote, you don't need everyone to love you, just a few good people. And that's one of those quotes or moments in movies and in film where you're watching and I call it like an aha gotcha moment where a character just says a line for the first time and you know for the rest of your life that line is going to resonate with you and that's one of those lines for me um I was watching this the other night and Charity Bartom said it and I was like damn that is so true that in life, you don't have to please everyone. You're never going to. You don't have to have everyone love you. Just a few good people um, to love you in life, and uh, you'll be fine. So great quote from um, Mrs. Barnum to start off the show. Um, I want to start off by talking about our little um, delay here, our pattern. So I am enjoying doing the podcast and stuff, and I get a lot of great feedback um, every time I do one. So I do appreciate that, and uh, it's uh, so fun to do. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of like a, a perfectionist, and I know that this podcast will never really take off because I don't have, I think to be a, like a, a viral podcast, you need like a, a focus in a direction. And mine is just potpourri of my thoughts. Whatever, I, whatever uh, uh, topic that I feel like talking about, I'll just come on and talk it about. And, th and that's fine. I mean, it's just, I'm not looking, you know, to make a career out of podcasting. Um, but I am kind of a perfectionist in whatever I do. And I think I've really hit my stride in my last, we'll say four episodes, which I've only done in the past year, just four. Starting with last July, uh, Mike Giardi came on from NFL Network. Um, a friend of mine, he was just awesome. We did like an hour and a half on the Patriots. And um, that was just a, a huge thrill to talk with Mike um, on the pod. And uh, it's it's on my site if you want to see it. Then I did one about Tom Brady. That was that was pretty good. Um, that was in October. And then I did um, one with my friend Jess about reality television called Keeping It Real in March, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I learned about prison chicks and stuff and um, a new way to date, which is kind of neat. Um, and then I really, I think, hit my stride the last podcast at the end of March um, about the Chris Rock show. And I think that was just a perfect, like, topic to talk about. And I 
did my podcast the very next morning after seeing the big Chris Rock show, and it was the second show after the slap heard around the world. And I'm very, very proud of that podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to um, Chris Rock, the podcast, and let me know what you think. I'd rather know what you thought about that one than this one today. But um, I just, I want to, when I'm trying to think of topics, I want it to be something that I know I can fill. Um, I only do a half hour show and I want to fill it um, well. And I don't want to kind of drag things out and not really do a good one. Actually, I I had another podcast after that, but we had some technical difficulties and it didn't um, tape and was excellent. I'll try and bring that guest back in to to retape, but she's kind of tough to get a hold of. Um, So maybe that'll be another future podcast that we can redo. Um, But yeah, definitely go back and listen to the Chris Rock one. I love it. It's... um, if I ever have a, um, if I ever apply for a job where there, I need a, a podcast on the resume, <laughs> I'm going to link the Chris Pod, Chris Rock podcast because I think that's my uh, tour de force so far. So, anyway, with that said, <laughs> I kind of have a, a mumbled uh, topic today, and uh, I'm not even sure I can fill a full half hour. I'm going to do a podcast. Um, it's a movie themed podcast as I mentioned, and it's going to be about the greatest sequel, movie sequel of all time. And I know I can't go 30 minutes on this, so after that, I'm going to talk about um, some kind of things I have when you go to the movies. And uh, everyone loves going to the movies, and it's such a cool escape. I mean, uh, two hours of just turning the phone off and just 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 getting lost in the show and um it's it's such a great experience the theater goes dark and it smells like the popcorn and um it it's so much different than watching from home because no one has a theater like you do you know at no one has a screen like you do at the theater and at home you know you know the dogs will bark or the phone will go off or you get distracted and you have to stop and Thankfully, with technology now, you could stop, rewind, re- rewatch, and be like, "Oh, what did they say?" or flip on the uh, the subtitles and be like, "What, what did they say?" And um, but at the movies, it's you got to pay attention. You can't, you know, check your phone if it buzzes. You got to just hang in there, and, and that's that's like the beauty of it. It's really it's a true essence of um, enjoying a film. I think is watching it in a theater with a bunch of strangers. Good stuff. Um, so before we get into the greatest sequel of all time, um, I forgot I wanted to do this at the top. I want to do a quick shout out to my brother and my soon-to-be new sister-in-law, Taryn. They're getting married this Friday. Um, this episode will probably come out tomorrow. So I've got a big week of um, family and uh, festivities. And uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. I have some fun things planned uh, even after the wedding. So should be a good good week. Um, and I'm so excited to get a, a new sister and I'm so happy for my brother, um, who's tying that out with a wonderful, uh, girl. So congrats, John and Taryn in advance and, um, the best man speech is written and it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's not where I want it to be, but I've gotten rave reviews on the draft. So hopefully I can live up to that. Okay. Movie sequels. So most of the time when a, a movie comes out, that's good and it, they talk about uh, there's going to be a sequel. You know, I've been around, you know, I've written this 
circular planet ball of fun, whatever we call Earth these days, because it's so wacky and, and topsy-turvy at the times. Um, a long time. And I've seen a lot of movies, and I've seen a lot of sequels. And every time I hear a sequel is coming in, I'm just like, ah, it's probably going to suck. And in reality, let's be honest, 95, I'll go even higher, 96.75% of sequels kind of suck. I think movies are just best done uh, on a one-off. Sometimes they have continuations and they... It's it, it works sometimes, but most of the time, especially with a movie that's so good that you want a sequel, they make a sequel and it's not very good. And so I've kind of learned to really not get hyped about sequels. And um, when I heard about the Top Gun sequel, I kind of laughed. And uh, Tom Cruise is kind of wacky, um, but I was definitely in. I was definitely in um, first week, and I think I've talked about it. I don't like to be spoiled. I hate getting spoiled in spoilers. So I was in first week um, and, and loved it. Um, the most recent sequel I think I, I really was um, anticipating was the one for Coming to America. And that is like probably top five on my pantheon of favorite movies. It It's a movie I quote on the reg. Um, some uh, local slang for the kids out there. And I was so excited that they were bringing it back. And much like Top Gun... Um, they were bringing it back after a long time. I think the original Top Gun came out in 1986, and Top Gun Maverick came out on May 27th of this year, and it has been amazing. It it's uh, it's it is phenomenal, and I think to be a good sequel, I think you have a couple of things that that have to happen. And I think I've learned all these things from watching Top Gun Maverick. I think that sequels it can't be a prequel. And I'll tell you why I'm, I'm talking about this in a little bit. It's got to advance the story, continue the story. And um, it just can't bring you back. You got to keep moving forward. Um, the Star Wars franchise does, you know, has done prequels and they did it after the trilogy and all that. And that's fine. Uh, but you can't start prequeling in um, the second installment of a, mo- a movie series. I just don't think it works. Um, it's also got to share the same like feel, continuity, the beats of the original. And this is very hard to, to recapture. Um, usually it's a couple years um, after filming the original. And it's such a, it's astonishing that Top Gun came out so well because, you know, we're talking a 36-year uh, delta between the first one and the new one. Um, it's also got to have a great soundtrack. I think, and... Not only soundtrack, but like uh, sound effects. And I think sound and soundtracks and, and music in film really take film to the next level. Because a song you hear today on the radio or that you listen to that you heard from a film, it always kind of evokes all the thoughts that you had at the time you saw the film. Well, it does for me anyway. And it, it becomes a part of you, and, and the film also kind of becomes part of that that memory or that um, uh, that feeling. And a strong soundtrack is a very important for a movie. So after I saw Top Gun Maverick, I was blown away. Um, couldn't believe how well it did. It came out. They made it. Um, just blown away. Um, immediately after, I, uh, speaking of soundtracks, 
this is how I know I love the movie. When I get in my car and I go onto Apple Music and download like the theme song. And I did that with Top Gun and I blasted it all the way home. The everyone knows the music. Um, and it was just that that movie and when that song played, and, and Star Wars is great at this, when they play the the Emperor's March or the Emperor's theme or the main Star Wars theme, like that, when you hear that, you, you like so many feelings come back. For me, I'm such a big Star Wars fan that a lot of my childhood memories come back. And, you know, when I first saw um, Star Wars, but I was really blown away by Top Gun Maverick. And, I mean, I know this is not the greatest indicator of uh, movie quality, but it's it's pretty darn good. Rotten Tomatoes has Maverick at a 99%, which is, and it stays there. It's it's still there. It's, 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 it's astonishing how much, and just the word of mouth and the buzz from Maverick. I mean, I, I don't think I've met anyone that didn't like the movie, at least like it. I mean, everyone, most people I've talked to or have seen online through my uh, social media networks um, have loved the movie. So after I saw the movie, I was blown away and I, I put up a, a Facebook status and I said, uh, Top Gun Maverick, question mark, greatest, um, sequel ever. And, you know, people, you know, a lot of people agreed, but there was a couple of movies that kind of stuck out that were well, one movie that was stuck out that mentioned people mentioned it was Godfather two. And I had never seen it at that point. I had kind of slogged my way through the original Godfather. And for some reason, the Godfather and I, I I'm just not, I just don't love it. Um, maybe I waited too long to see it or I expected way too much because of the hype it gets. So, but I watched it, um, probably in the last six months and I was like, eh, and the funny thing is, it's right in my wheelhouse. It's, you know, it's it's great actors. It has great soundtrack. And um, it um, it's a, a mafia movie. Like, all things I think are awesome. And Godfather 2, I don't think, is the greatest sequel of all time. I'll tell you why. Number one, because of my... Uh, it can't... It, it, a lot of it is a, a prequel. Well, not a lot of it, but a, a good percentage of it is a prequel. And I just didn't like that. And again, I don't know. It, it's... It doesn't doesn't advance the story enough, I think, when you are on the second installment. Um, it's a fine movie, and again, maybe this could be my Godfather personal bias, but um, I just don't think it's the greatest sequel of all time. My personal favorite sequel before I saw Maverick uh, was Empire Strikes Back, and that, I mean, I think is a strong number two on my list of sequels. I, Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest follow-ups to a movie ever and it um some argue just like with maverick that it's better than the original but empire strikes back's quality um and it even ends on, on a dark note which makes you you know want to watch you know the next one return of the jedi but um neither of them can kind of hold a, a candle to maverick and i was just trying to think of what 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 about Maverick made it so great? Number one, it's a solid movie. It's it's well done. It's action packed, but again, it it shares that continuity and those beats of the the first um, film so wonderfully. Even thirty six years later, I mean, just the music when it comes on and the iconic uh, you know uh, shot of Tom Cruise on the 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 motorcycle, you know, on next to the runway. That that stuff is. That that stuff is 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 prime time, man. And also the um, 
what was I going to say? The use of um, the music and the the goose story. I think that's another thing that made it um, very strong. They they used the goose story and they used a new set of pilots. And Tom Cruise is kind of like the older instructor guy. And they kept the goose continuity by creating uh, Goose's son and um, Rooster, <laughs> his call sign. And... Tom Cruise's conflict with Rooster and all that. But, again, Top Gun Maverick, if you haven't seen it, and I've waited this long, sort of, I'll blame that, uh, to do a podcast, uh, just so you wouldn't get spoiled. I hate spoilers. Um, I hate all of that. I mean, just looking at the box office numbers, box office numbers, I mean, that's a testament to how great Maverick is. The original 1986 Tom Cruise uh, Top Gun movie, it did $357 million total. And that was a lot when I looked that up today. I didn't realize that a movie in 86 could make, you know, three, 357 mil. And it cost only cost $15 million to make. So imagine those guys thinking, you know, in 86, 87, all this money starts rolling in and they, they've just cleared, you know, 340 mil. I wonder why they didn't make a sequel um, at that point. I'll have to do some, uh, hit the Google on that and find out. Maverick, it to date, to the um, last weekend, um, ending, you know, yesterday, um, July 10th, 2022, it has done $597 million, um, to date domestic. So that's pretty incredible for a movie that, that came out in May. Um, and just for the record, uh, Maverick cost $170 million <laughs> to, to make. So, again, it's already... Um, uh, higher grossing than its predecessor, and um, many people have said it's it's a better movie. It it's solid, and Tom Cruise is is at his best. Um, I know he's a little flaky, and I, I was worried that he'd get a little Tom Cruisey, um, like you know Jerry Maguire when he gets fired ish. Um, the Who's coming with me scene, um, but he doesn't, and. Apparently, the love interest in Maverick is a connection to a general's daughter. I could be wrong here. I'll have to check in um, the original movie, which was a nice tie-in. Um, I didn't know this. I read this after the fact because I, I miss a lot of details. But again, the greatest sequel of all time, and feel free to call me on this if you listen. If there's one better, I I challenge you. Um, I'll bet you've, you know, your popcorn at your next film that you can't name a better movie sequel than Top Gun Maverick. So kudos to uh, Tom Cruise and the crew. And it's just a wonderful movie. And I cannot wait till it comes out on um, uh, Netflix and all that stuff because it's probably one of those movies that I will continually watch and watch and watch. I've seen it twice in the theater. Um, the first time I was so blown away that I I, I kind of, I think, got so caught up in it that I uh, missed a lot. So I went back and watched it again and it held up just as well, maybe it was four to six weeks later, and um, yeah, that's my story on the greatest um, movie sequel of all time. So I've got a little time left. I'd like to keep them at thirty minutes. I want to talk while we're on the topic of movies. I had a couple things bouncing around in my head, and um, there are three things I want to touch on. Number one, this is a very important topic um, for the local. Listeners, um, as many people know, I live in Burlington, and um, 
I always go to the Showcase Cinema in Woburn. Or if I'm out and about and want to catch a movie, I'll always make sure I hit a Showcase Cinema. And the reason why, and it's a very scientifically driven, uh, no, not really. It It's the popcorn. Showcase Cinema has the best movie popcorn um, around. It's better in our in our town. We have a a showcase in next door Woburn, and in our town we actually have an AMC. And um, I think back in the day in the mall we used to have like a general cinema, um, a two or three screen general cinema in the Burlington Mall, but that's no longer there. Uh, but the showcase popcorn is so much better than any other franchise or area. It's it's the best, and that's why really the reason why I truck to Woburn to watch a movie as opposed to staying at home in Burlington. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is an underrated film. Uh, recently, I was I, I was trying to write my best man speech, and I needed some inspiration. So I started flipping around, you know, with all the things, the Apple TV, the HBO Max, the Netflix, uh, Amazon Video. I couldn't find I'm like, you know what? Disney Plus, which is one of the best bangs for your buck, by the way especially if you're a Star Wars fan. I flipping through Disney Plus and I remembered The Rookie. Um, a great movie uh, starring Dennis Quaid and it's about a um, a high school teacher who at like 35 years old, he was a previous um, MLB prospect and he got injured so he never followed his dream um, and never got to the major leagues. But at 35, somehow um, his Little League team, and this is based on a true story. This movie came out in, uh, I can't believe it, 2002, 20 years ago. He challenged his Little League team to, if they won their district um, title, that uh, he would try out for you know a major league team. He'd walk on to a tryout. And this came about when one day he was thrown to one of the... Um, the catchers, and he just started firing, and they all were amazed at how much he could throw it, and I think he was surprised himself, and he kind of honed his pitching by pitching to the team, giving them some live-action, you know, 90s heat so they could uh, become better players and win their district. It's just a, it's a touching, um, lovely story, and it's a kind of new, new box of Kleenex uh, movie. There are several... Um, moments where the room gets dusty and I'm, I'm a crier too. That's how I know. Um, I like a movie or it, it hits home. It's, it's, um, if I cry and the rookie is, um, it's waterworks for me. It's just a great film. Everything about it's awesome. Quaid's performance is awesome. His, um, the dynamic with his wife, Lori is fantastic. The story about, um, the kids and, how they went from a team that won one game over, you know, the previous two years to winning 17 in their district, you know, that that next year after um, this revelation about their coach. It, it's just an awesome story. And they do a scene, um, they reenact his first uh, major league pitch, pitching scene at uh, the ballpark in Arlington. And that's such a great scene too, just more waterworks and, again, soundtrack, um, just like what makes Top Gun so great. Um, the soundtrack and the rookie and the music they use, it's just perfect. I think I've watched it twice in the last couple nights. 
um, just because it's that good. It's on the level of like, I'm a big sports guy, so Remember the Titans is a um, solid, solid movie too if you're a sports um, person. So the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, I think I might have talked about this too in the Chris Rock um, podcast, is going to the movies. I don't. I think the best way, if we're being honest, to go to a movie is go by yourself because it's two hours and you don't want to be talking during a movie. I think it's just like one time where you can kind of like zone out from everyone and um, shut off your phone and like it's fine to to go by yourself. And I, again, I've talked about, I think in the last episode, I do a lot of things by myself. And the first time I did, I kind of felt weird. I kind of felt like a loser. Um, but I did it anyway. And then now it's become my preferred method of movie viewing. So hit the showcase for the popcorn, check out the rookie on Disney plus and, um, go by yourself to the movies. It's, 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 uh, liberating doing things by yourself is pretty liberating. So that's my podcast. We're a little shorter today, even with the, um, the movie talk at the end, uh, about the greatest, um, movie sequel of all time, which is Top Gun Maverick. Um, I just can't believe after 36 years they were able to pull that off and just be so, um, I don't know, so much critically acclaimed, but um, um, publicly acclaimed. And just the love people have for this movie, it's astonishing. And again, when they first came out with it, I, I kind of laughed. I was like, okay, yeah, what, what are they, they going to do? Like, what's Tom Cruise going to look like? Is he even going to be able to you know, to fly a plane like 30 years later? And um, is he even going to be like that cool fighter pilot cocky guy? And he definitely is. And I think another great thing about Maverick is the the young pilots they use. They just do a, a great job and kind of re recreate that tension that uh, Maverick and Iceman had. And they also did a nice, speaking of Iceman, a nice kind of way to tribute to uh, Val Kilmer. Um, so check out Top Gun. Uh, Maverick, if you haven't already, and I say this all the time, so I'm not going to promise today that I'll be back in more often, um, but secretly I am going to try, but who knows, um, and hit me up with some feedback on the podcast in general, or this one, if you listen, uh, there are many ways to get a hold of me, it's at happenspod on Instagram, um, it's probably the easiest way that I can mention. I don't use the HappenPod Gmail or, oh yeah, HappensPod at gmail.com I think still works. <laughs> and um, I don't use the Twitter anymore So um, for the podcast. But as I always say at the end of our podcasts, um, be a goldfish, as Ted Lasso says. I'm eagerly uh, awaiting Ted Lasso season three, which should be out in August. Um Step out of your comfort zones for each other. Uh, look out for each other. Love one another. And um, always try and remember that uh, life is hard and life is tough. And it'd be a lot better place if we all looked out for each other. So this has been the pod where it happens. My name is Mike Espejo. Uh, thank you for listening. And we will definitely catch you on the flip side. <laughs>